coming to you live from the real fake doors showroom. We're not totally sure how we got in, but with all these fake doors, we most certainly can't find the way out. This is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Come on down and get these fake doors. Oh my God, the intro is still going on. Oh, wow. We should, oh. See, where the, we should see where this goes. We should. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to oh. Interdimensional RSS. This is the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. I'm Travis. Uh, hey, I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And again, jet setting Brandon all, yeah. all over the multiverse. Just. Oh my God. Coming to, coming to us from yet another hotel room somewhere in the uh, continental United States. <laughs> This is a version of Brandon who travels and sees the world. <laughs> what the the version we get next season? Who's to say? But <laughs> <laughs> next season is is a bedridden Brandon, uh, who who's lecherous, <laughs> but still podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> I just have like like a lapel mic on on like my fat greasy body. Just just not willing to quit. We, we'll never back down. Uh, well, welcome, folks, to Interdimensional RSS. This is the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. I've said that two or three times already. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, if you have something to say about Rick and Morty, there are several ways you can do that. You can send us an email at rickandmortypodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on our subreddit, rickandmortypodcast.reddit.com. Did I do that right? I yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have our Twitter, Rick and Morty Pod. Uh, yeah, if if you read the title for this podcast, I'm I'm assuming you know already that this is our our first interview. Yeah, uh, that that we've done on the show. So hey, so buckle in, get ready for bu- that. But buckle in your 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 shoe pants and and let's go. Yeah. So I have I have a I have a comment, Travis. So I listened to I listened to episode five the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the other day, yesterday on the plane. And funny story, I. I you said apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Yeah. And and then I immediately called you out on it and I was like, Did you did you say apathetic enthusiasm? And you're like, No, I think I said Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yeah, you're you're probably right. You're, you're probably, probably right. right. Probably. Uh, so just editor's note, Travis said the wrong email. Yeah. But but to, <laughs> I think I got them all correct today. We I, Well, I I stopped paying attention because I was I was I was waiting for my opportunity to correct you right? <laughs> <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Either, either way, we'll get the email. They all show up on my phone <laughs> in the same inbox. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just depends on who's going to respond to you, Brandon or Travis. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or neither of us. We yeah. may just let it sit there and, <laughs> and never respond. Yeah, uh, well, Brandon, yes. I, I I know we have an exciting interview with Kyle Starks to get to, but uh, should should is there any news we should discuss? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is slightly pertinent Rick and Morty news. We didn't get any inputs for the uh, <laughs> the, the sound, so I'm just going to use the third one that I put on the, the last episode. Perfect. That's the way the news goes. And yeah, so in the slightly pertinent Rick and Morty news, uh, there was a a tip, an anonymous tip sent in by Potato Jockey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who, who really needs to work on his anonymous tips? But you know, <laughs> yeah. he's he's doing a great job. Uh, listener of the show, uh, fan, uh, biggest fan. I don't know, least fan. I don't know. He's he's sent he's sent us some info. So he, so thank you, Potato Jockey. He's some kind of source, <laughs> <laughs> and so we thank you, Potato Jockey. Anyway, so so he sent us an anonymous tip um about uh, a leaked Rick and Morty script, and and I so I read it. Uh, I don't know if you read it, Travis. 
Well, I think you know my stance on that, that's consuming material in not its, its intended form. That's so right. So I definitely did not read it. That's right. You're one of those. You're one of those. Uh, one of those elitist. <laughs> those elitist. I don't want to be spoiled. I'm not going to read Game of Thrones books because I want to watch the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, he sent a, a link to a leak, leak script, and so I read it. And I, I won't, I won't spoil it for anybody here. Uh, but uh, it was, it was interesting. Like it, you know, it was, it was a script format. Um, and if it was, if it was a fan kind of, you know, a fanfic type thing, it did a pretty good job. I don't know if it was real. There were some not like things that didn't sound like, you know, Rick and Morty would say, or I, I don't know, just when we talk about the comics, right there, there, there's dialogue where you're like, Oh yeah, that's, that totally, that totally sounds like Rick and it, Morty. It clearly has the tone of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I thought maybe the script was, was lacking a little bit, but if it ends up being something, an actual show, then you know I was way off, way, <laughs> way off. Uh, but uh, you know, what do you uh, what do you think, Travis? I just want to ask this kind of this large philosophical question. It's large. It's it's like two pounds. Just a <laughs> question. Like with like leak scripts. You know what do you like? How do you feel about that? Uh, aside from the spoiler stuff, like do you think that's you know do you do you think that serves kind of a any kind of good purpose by by doing that, or is it just like, come on, guys, don't we're, leak it. We're season three's coming. They're we're drawing in a unique it. situation with season three, right? Because the fans are clamoring. It's been close to a year and a half since we had a fresh Rick and Morty episode, uh, so the fans want something to to fill that Rick and Morty hole in their heart. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think I think. Th- if if Adult Swim had said, you know what, season three is coming on this date, this is when it will will be out, then I think just the announcement of a date would be something where the fans could be like, all right, there's an end in sight, all right, I, yeah. I know that we're close, but right now we're kind of just floating around, you know, with no gravity, and so fans are looking for anything to grab onto, uh, and that's probably why a leaked script would be. Uh, interesting to people if if they said oh season three starts in a month and they're like all right i'm just gonna watch it when it's actually done mm-hmm. in its final form um i don't think people would necessarily care as much there oh, there's always gonna be people that are like yeah i want to know now what, yeah. what the jokes are gonna be but i'd prefer to hear justin roiland saying the jokes yeah. and see the animators animate the jokes mm-hmm. than than just read it on the page so. don't care how i want it now <laughs> Absolutely. I want uh, I want a season three, Daddy. And, it's, and it's Willy Wonka. It's I, Willy Wonka, I, Travis. I, I know it's Willy Wonka. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> um is it if we have no additional news to cover. We don't. We, uh, uh, we, I we feel don't. I feel like this is a good way to transition uh talking about that that Rick and Morty hole in people's hearts. And uh, we've talked about the comics already once on on the uh podcast. We talked about the first trade paperback that came out. Um you know, like a year ago or something. Yeah. Uh, but the fourth trade paperback has recently come out, and this is the first set of comics that is all written by Kyle Starks, who happens to be our guest this week, our first interview on the podcast. Uh, and and I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Kyle uh, for a little bit, talk to him about how he got involved with Rick and Morty comics and just sort of 
his vision for what they're doing with the comic series. And uh, he talks a lot about how uh, there are a lot of fans that aren't aware that the comics even exist, um, fans of the show. And because they're really trying to stay true to the Rick and Morty universe, uh, this is a great way for people that are looking for that something uh, to kind of fill the gap between now and season three. Uh, they can, they can, they can check out the comics. So there, there's, uh, there's, there's so many sexual things. Like you talked about filling holes, filling the yeah. gaps, yeah. Try to get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. I'm the one with the problem. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we really penetrate the, the hard hitting, <laughs> uh, topics and, uh, it was great having Kyle on the show and, uh, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Yeah, and and here it is. Here is Travis interviewing Mr. Kyle Starks. All right, I have Kyle Starks with me. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's it's nice to be here. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, so you are currently the writer for the Rick and Morty comics. Is that correct? I am the writer and occasional artist. Okay. I've drawn <laughs> I've, I've drawn three issues by issue twenty by thirty or whatever. Awesome. I'm drawing every fifth issue I'm drawing. Okay. So so you just kind of keep it out at that pace so that you don't get too uh, bogged down? Well, we have the artist on the series, CJ Cannon, is super, super good. So it's better to have her do it. Uh, <laughs> oh. she, she, nails, she nails the aesthetic. So basically um, what Oni Press does is they try to find cartoonists to do the series because CJ primarily was an animator. Uh, and came from th- that school. Okay. So Zach Gorman, Zach Gorman was the first, um, and then Tom Fowler, and then me. And they do that because we sort of do layouts for her. Um, but also we get to draw that way. We just go ahead and draw every fifth issue, which is a little bit more money in the old paycheck there. Hey, that doesn't hurt. That just, yeah, it makes, <laughs> makes us real happy. So I'm glad I'm not drawing it. I but I love when I do draw it. So yeah, and I think it's nice to have sort of a bit. Of- a variety throughout the issues and you kind of get to see different styles and different people's takes on characters and different creatures and things that pop up in the, uh, various universes of Rick and Morty. So, yeah, you get to see like different, you know, less like, uh, less like, uh, like testicle trees. You can see like <laughs> different kinds of trees. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I just recently read one of the issues that you were involved in, uh, did you draw the issue where Morty becomes a basketball player? Heck yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I noticed uh, some of the trees in, in that issue as well. Uh, some some interesting varieties. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, look, I, I know Virgin Morty. I know what kind of trees <laughs> they want. That's my that's my Teen Wolf issue of uh, what if Rick and Morty did Teen Wolf? Uh, I th- I thought it was excellent, and it definitely uh, had an interesting outcome at the end there which you'd expect nothing less from a, a Rick and Morty comic or a Rick and Morty episode. Uh, so I'm curious, how did you initially get involved in working in comics? What, what was sort of your origin story for doing this stuff? Um, man, my origin story is not super, super great. I was, uh, I was about to have my, my second kid. My first kid's birthday is uh, Saturday. Or oh. today, it's today, right now. Oh, well, congrats. I'm not interrupting the party, am I? No, no, yeah, like, I forgot, like, uh, so... This, this is an aside. So I had all day to sort of plan this huge Poke party, this Pokemon party, and uh, my youngest daughter broke her arm. So I've been getting x-rays and cats put on all morning. So Oh, goodness. I'm sorry to yeah, hear that. It's dope. It's, dope. it's super dope. Um, so my second daughter is about to be born. She's, she's six. 
And after my first one, I realized sort of like I would never have free time again. So I like before my next daughter is born, I want to just do a comic. I want to I want to be able to bucket list that I did, you know, a comic book store from beginning to end. Uh, it ended up being a web comic called Legend of Ricky Thunder, which got some press uh, unexpectedly because I was just kind of doing it in a in a vacuum. Right. And then there, like the next book I did was um, was Sex Castle, which got picked up by Image, which was nominated for an Eisner, which was optioned for a film. That's, um, that's that's a good that's a good way to kind of roll into it. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a it was a, a weird pivot, you know, to go from just sort of like well, I'm gonna do this thing just to say I can do it, and then you know, just by a lot of good luck, and I think you know I say that, but whenever I say it to my peers, they're like, well, it has to be good, which is true. Absolutely, um, but, absolutely. But definitely, there's a lot of great things out there that nobody saw that kind of faded and no one will ever know about. So I'm super lucky. Um, I just happened to meet and run into sort of the right people at the right time. So I did Sex Castle, which, was, like I said, was nominated for an Eisner for Best Humor Publication last year. Um, I was doing a show in Portland, which is where Oni Press is based, and they asked me to do an issue of Invader Zim. I okay. said, well, I've never, I've never seen Invader Zim because I'm old. <laughs> I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah, because Invader Zim was on, it was like it was the, the uh, SpongeBob era of Nickelodeon. Right. You know, it was just SpongeBob and then Invader Zim, which no one watched. That's why they canceled it. So I was like, well, I've never seen it. Like, oh, that's what we want. That's what we want. And I'm like, okay, cool. So on the, the flight back from Portland, I watched all the issues of Zim and I wrote an issue of Zim. And Zim is really similar to Rick and Morty in that it's these clever sort of plays on sci fi tropes. Right. So that's what I think is like these, this is really clever. I think the the humor aesthetic is not mine. Um, it's a lot more you know gross out, but that's not entirely true. It's really clever. So anyway, I did that. It was fun. It was very nice. Um, and I was like, cool. I thought there might be more, just more work, but of course it didn't. But instead, the editor for Rick and Morty was like, well, do you think you could do Rick and Morty? And I love Rick and Morty. I, <laughs> I, I think Community is. I think Community was the best sitcom since Seinfeld. Sure, definitely. Uh, I felt like, you know, that same, like, just how clever Carmen is. So it's Justin Roiland. Like, both those guys together, just, it's, you know, it's fire. It's a perfect storm with the two guys working together. Yeah. So I really love the show. And for them to be like, well, do you want to do this? Like, yeah. Yeah, of course I want to do that. And I was only supposed to be on for five issues. And I've done uh, 15. I've done 15. That's excellent, and and no uh, word of of departing anytime soon. You're just gonna kind of roll with it as long as they let you hang out, or yeah, I'm, I, as long as I'm doing. I'm gonna let my dogs out, so it'll be a really bad background noise. Um, <laughs> as long as as long as I feel like it's still good, you know. Um, I've since last year when I was primarily the Rick and Morty guy. Um, now I have an image book coming out in April. Uh, the book I just kickstarted is being republished by Oni. I'm doing another book that hasn't been announced. I have a bunch of stuff coming out that will be probably fiscally more beneficial to me Excellent. directly. Yeah. But the thing is, Rick and Morty is a lot of fun. It's hard though. Yeah. And it's, I think for, for just like, we feel like, Oh, Rick and Morty, like that's, that's, that's awesome. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's totally awesome. But I have to be, as I have to be. I have to be like within the idea of as good as Harmon and Roy. <laughs> like that's really difficult. And I, I have to do it in 18 pages. Yeah. That's, I was going to say, that's a really high bar to try and get to already. Um, but then you, you have a limited scope with each issue. Uh, I, I noticed that 
uh, oftentimes, and I like to to read them in like trade paperbacks when they come out. Uh, the tr- but, volume four just came out. Just came out. Oh, I'm aware. I just picked it up. <laughs> go go to your LCS and our Barnes and Nobles and our Amazon and yes. buy volume four of Rick and Morty by Oni Press. Support the local comic shops. Get 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 to them first. Uh, but yeah, I like how you guys can kind of carry a storyline over you know two, three, four issues. And it kind of feels like a full episode almost in in terms of of the show, um, but it's still you know it, it's not a single episode that feels like it's or a single issue that feels like it's hanging. Uh, you guys kind of get a good story in there, but then can continue it on through several issues. Yeah, you know when when they came to me, they're like, well, what we want to do is a three series arc and two standalones. And at the time, I thought I was like, that doesn't make any sense. A three a three issue a three story arc is it's too long for Rick and Morty. Sure. Yeah, like there's there's carryover, but there's not narrative carryover in terms of episode to episode. They're self enclosed for the most part, and they just sort of reference reference each other. That was English. (laughs) They just sort of reference each other, and I thought, and I I still kind of think that three issues is too long. Um, so for like, so I just finished. So twenty three just came out, which is the end of the Doofus Jerry. Right arc which i'm super stoked i'm super proud of i think like i made i think i think it's very rick and morty i think if you're a rick and morty fan and like i think it's 21 22 23 it might be 22 23 24 i can't i know i should know but like i said i've been at x-rays today oh sure um that first issue like the last page if you're a rick and morty fan i think it's a like a major wtf like what is happening in this rick and morty universe and i'm so stoked about it i'm so stoked about doofus jerry um but for the next the next group I do, they're all standalones, and I think they're a little bit stronger. Now, I say that, like, I prefer these sort of one-and-done, in-and-out Rick and Mortys that sort of vaguely refer to each other. Sure. Uh, that Justin Roiland, when I, I met him at San Diego, and he was like, well, we, I kind of want to do, like, these crazy long arcs, like six-issue arcs. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because so, the, the thing about Rick and Morty, humor-wise, and this is – a Broad, someone's gonna be like, that's not entirely true. It's like I'm gonna tell you now, it's not entirely true. Sure. But they're sort of riffing on this same joke. And it's all these clever twists on sort of the same, like what like the, the gag is um like uh the the tiny universe, right? Like the uh the handmade universe. Right, yeah, yeah. And then you add another handmade universe to it. That's a great riff on that riff, right? <laughs> and then everything within that, it's like, well, I'm a god in this one, but not in the next one, and et cetera, et cetera. It's all these great riffs on this on this one sort of concept. Mm-hmm. And Comics in comics, I don't think you can do that for six issues. You can't make basically the same joke over and over and over and over. Yeah, I I, I think each one, and and a credit to you guys, you you guys can tell you can kind of focus on one joke in an issue and still tie the stories together across an arc. But I think you guys are doing a really great job of, uh, you know, let's let's talk about this one thing and then we'll kind of move yeah. through the story. That, yeah. Yeah, I'm super like I don't get the B story. Like I don't get to do like Rick and um you know, Rick and Morty are going to be dealing universe drug dealers <laughs> and I get to have like Summer do her thing and have, you know, like some someone's not someone's left out. Like I don't get that sweet like um I could either do uh Beth and Jerry at, at the uh at the relationship council, uh or I could do, you know, just Rick and Morty stuck like I couldn't do Jerry stuck in the virtual reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have enough space for it, but yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's interesting for them to be like, well, let's do you know we should do a twelve issue like a twelve issue arc. Like, man, I don't know what that I don't know what that'd be. I think like it'd be great though. 
But oh, yeah. it I mean, it would be uh I'd be I'd be interested to read it, but I'm sure that's uh from a planning standpoint, uh there there's a lot that goes into that, I'm sure. It's like how do you still stay episodic and do like this overarching overreaching art? I don't know. Like I think I think about it, but there's also like the artist can only do so many series of issues in a row and that's why I'm drawing every fifth one and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, excellent. Uh so as far as like because Rick and Morty's known for so many like iconic catchphrases and, and bits within the show, how do you balance telling a new story within the comics, but also kind of staying true to those elements of the characters? I think, I think that is one of the things it's super easy to do. Okay. Because those characters are so clearly defined and sort of their bits are so clearly defined, especially like Rick stuff, you know, like in the first issue I did, the first issue I did, um, they have their whole shenanigans, their whole Rick and Morty shenanigans. Issue 16, by the way, I was the first one I did. Uh, and the very last panel, I just have Rick. He's like, blah, 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 blah. I got it in. He's like, I got it in there in the end. Because <laughs> he's, so, like, he's so aware of his own, his own stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that like Rick and Morty and Summer are really easy to write because they're so sort of clearly defined. Though I think the comic, it, within the comics, we've taken Summer into a different direction because everyone who's written Rick and Morty thinks Summer is just like, because she is. But we all write Summer like just like a, uh, can I use profanity? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, like just such a badass. Like she's so, <laughs> she's, she's kind of the most normal. She's the most based. And she's the one who's going to take the least amount of, of crap. Sure. Um, just from, not like Rick. I mean, Rick's not taking anything from anybody. But Summer is the one who's most likely to kind of like, to us, to be the one who's, who's going to step up. Uh, and be the toughest, you know, like be the. Has that sort of been the uh, the reason for the standalone series with Summer and Mister Poopy Butthole to kind of do their own adventures? Like, is 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 it just because Summer is such an appealing character to write for? Or? I'm not I'm not sure since I wasn't involved with that series. Okay. But if someone had asked me, <laughs> and they're like, if you were going to do a spinoff with one of these characters, man, I mean, I feel like Summer would be the one. Our, our Mr. Peepy butthole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are your, oh, yeah. what are my, uh, I know when, when like, uh, cause I had a plan for, I had a Meeseeks plan. I wanted to use Meeseeks really bad. So I was like, is there, is there any character I can't use? And I was also thinking about using Veep at some point. Is that right? Zeep? Zeep. The Steve, think, yeah. yeah. The Steve, the Steve Crow character. Like I kind of wanted to use him because he is, he's the most equal to Rick. Sure. Um, and I was like, can I use anyone? I, is there anyone I can't use? And they're like, yeah, you can't use Mr. Poopy Butthole. Well, this was months and months and months and months and months ago. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like holy smokes. Like, what's going on with <laughs> – like, did they kill Mr. Poopy Butthole? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, no, man. He's just got his own series. Like, oh, that's fine. That's oh, good. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'd be like, if someone's like – I think, like, Mr. Poopy Butthole, those would be the two that I think would be the highest on the list. Excellent. So I think in terms of staying – like, I think Rick and Morty – to be as smart as Rick is difficult. Um, but – I, I, I personally relate to Rick because it's a lot of sort of selfish endeavors, like big idea, selfish endeavors, but not really wanting to effort it super hard. And also <laughs> yeah. just enough, like you care about these five people. Like I can relate to that. Um, and Morty's super easy because Morty is just sort of always being drugged into the worst possible things. And wants the best out of people, but also wants, you know, boobs. Sure. Uh, yeah. And some stuff. So I think St standard the, teenage uh, motivations with yeah. Morty. Uh, except for like super pathetic, but like he's not <laughs> scary. 
And Jerry, I think, to me, Jerry's the hardest one to write. Okay. He has levels too, but he's, it's like you have to find that pathetic. It's, I think Mark Ellerby, who does all the backups, does a beautiful job with, with Jerry. But anyway, Jerry doesn't really have, Beth and Jerry don't really have shtick like those other three do. Right. Yeah. A, a lot of their storylines tend to kind of almost be based on each other and their interaction within each other, I think. Yep. And it, and they're lim- and they're and I feel I feel like in terms of the the cartoon, the things that they've touched to date on Beth and Jerry are, like yeah, they're those are the ones sort of, but they're minor characters for the most part. Sure. Yeah. Beth has had nothing. Beth has really has had nothing. Yeah, I I think I I saw there was a, like a a bit um one of the bonus comics with with uh in this latest volume four where Beth's out with with Rick. When they go to the, when the when the mercenaries show up, yeah, when they're hanging out with the horse mercenaries. I'm going to tell you that that particular backup, I think, is maybe the best Rick and Morty story that's been printed by Oni Press. That's Mark Ellerby. Okay, right on. That is so smart. In the first, I want to say in the first volume, but it might have been the third volume. There's, he did one where I can't remember the exact details, but somehow it ended up where Morty was questioning like. The afterlife, like, is there an afterlife? And Rick is basically like, yes. And Morty's like, I can't remember. But anyway, the punchline to the book was the punchline to the story was Rick going, "Look, these goggles, you can see the afterlife if you want." And Morty's like, "Yeah, no, like, yeah, because I'll, they, I'll pass." Yeah, yeah I'll <laughs> pass. And like that, that particular type of thing. I wish I could remember the stuff. It's worth look. It, it, all Mark stuff is great, but that horse one, uh, the horse mercenaries, is amazing. Um, and that one where it's like because. That it's what Morty wanted the whole thing, but when you're confronted with this knowledge that will change everything, like Morty is just smart enough to be like, yeah, I, I don't really want that. I, I don't think I can really handle that. You know, maybe it, maybe I was a little too. Yeah, it changes. It changes too much. And like Mark Ellerby is really good. Mark Ellerby is going to be drawing the um, uh, the Pocket Morty series spinoff that's coming out soon. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, that should be that should be a good one too. So. Now it's established pretty early on in the series that these are these are a different Rick and Morty, a different dimension Rick and Morty. Uh, is that something you carry out throughout the uh, series and kind of uh, does it help free you up for some of the things that you do as far as story ideas in the comics? Or I'm gonna I'm tell you when I started, I was like, "Is this a different dimension?" They said, "They said no." Oh, really? So I think it depends on how how you read into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that. Okay, because we we discussed uh, we discussed the first volume of the trade paperbacks in a previous episode, and we noticed that the dimension it talks about uh, was different than the show one. But that's one thirty seven. It it wasn't one thirty seven. I can I can pull it out. But. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I I say C one thirty seven in my run more than once. All right. All right. Well, then we'll uh, we'll go with that. So okay, that's that's interesting. So you guys uh kind of have that tie-in with the show and, and everything's kind of i guess canon so to speak as far as i know everything i do is right. canon. good deal even even golden girls buttholes is golden girls buttholes <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely canon my uh my co-host brandon that was he was losing it uh as as he was reading that he he wanted to make sure i brought that up in the interview yeah the the, the entire page of golden girl butthole jokes i make <laughs> yes <laughs> I, so people, a thing I get asked a lot about working on Rick and Morty is like, is there a lot of editing? Or are they like giving me notes? Like I can't, like, oh, Jerry shouldn't be wearing a, you know what I mean? Like, do I get a bunch of, I, go, I don't get any notes. Really? Okay. So lucky I've not had to change anything, 
But that particular gag, the Golden Girls butthole gag, of which I wrote a literal page of Golden Girl butthole jokes, and ends with my artist, CJ Cannon, drawing the Golden Girls, uh, which is all I wanted in this world. And they're like, they're probably not going to let you do this because, you know, they're real people and you're talking about their buttholes and at least one of them are dead. And I said, I said to my editor, Ari Yarwood, who's amazing, and she, she, she puts all these teams together, you know, um, and I was like, I'm going to tell you, I was like, I was like, Ari, I know this joke is really important to me. I re- <laughs> really, I really need the Golden Girls buttholes to be in this book. And there's in the book. Hey, you fought for it. You got it. And, and we're all better off for, for, uh, I was ready to put my foot down. I was like, I will go, I will fight over Golden Girls buttholes. I will go to war. For <laughs> but I didn't have to, they were into it. So, well, well, that's really interesting. So you have uh really limited, uh, interaction then with the uh, like show producers and, and showrunners as far as uh... Justin Justin thumbs up every issue. Oh, excellent! Okay. I don't think I don't think Dan has. I, I don't know if he's ever even seen them. But <laughs> Fair enough. I know that Justin specifically reads and approves every issue. Okay, that's that's good to know. Uh, what about like what goes into the planning for new storylines in the comics? Do you guys do you guys decide? how many issues like ahead of time and then kind of write the story to fit that? Or do you guys kind of come up with the ideas first and then? Yeah. Well, like, like I said, originally they wanted us to do three series arcs and then two standalones. And I think standalones for me, again, just just the way that I sort of consume the show is I think it works best. And I, I, I think that I think bigger stories are great, but I feel like those standalones are great, uh, are the way to do it. I just feel like it's the most, I say that, and now watch. I'll be like, I'm gonna have, I have a great idea for. You're gonna write um, that six story arc or whatever. It's gonna be twenty two. It's gonna be a twenty two series arc. It's gonna be like they they like it's gonna go from the beginning of time. It's gonna be the history. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do it. The history of the universe via Rick and Morty. Uh, That's not a bad idea. You might want to write I'm, that. Down. I'm, 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 <laughs> um, that, you're gonna be, it's gonna pop. I make jokes all the time. I'm like, haha, this joke is gonna be Rick and Morty, and people are like, yeah. And it's like issue 27. It's like, did you guys see that? <laughs> I, like, I wasn't kidding. Uh, so they said, so the three issue arcs, which the first one I did was basically Rick and Morty Breaking Bad. I wanted, I wanted Rick, I wanted Morty to make Rick finally like I wanted him to make Rick do something good. Sure. And to Rick twist it because that's what he does and make it this selfish thing. Uh, and the idea that I had a great music spit, you guys should check it out. This again, it's volume four. It's in stores right now. And it has Rick as a sort of an inter- like intergalactic drug dealer. His, uh, his and- use of the music in that I got to tip my hat to is, yeah, is a killer, killer use for the music. That's why I'm not spoiling it. I'm like really proud of like the music spit. Um, so that was like, okay, that's my three issue arc. But my two standalones were this was, you know, teen wolf Morty. And the other one, which is the one that Mark Ellaby drew, which is, uh, I love all of them equally, but I really love issue 17 a lot, which is that they, Rick needs to deliver an important message, and he ends up giving a ton of drug, or a ton of diseases to Morty, and it's just this really, it's just this, to me, it's this really tight little Rick and Morty story, and it has a bunch of great, like, Rick, like truly Rick and Morty bits in it, sure. so I love it. Uh, the next issue that comes out is another one that Mark Ellerby did, which is my um, Event Horizon Rick and Morty. <laughs> All right. Um, where I get to do like some haunted ghost ship stuff, which is great. And it's, it's so good. Like, they, like these standalones, I like so much. Um, so it kind of depends. Like I wrote 
Doofus, actually Doofus Jerry sort of was a the serendipitous. It wasn't, we're, I, I just was like, oh, I want to use Doofus Rick. Can I use Doofus Rick for this thing? And I ended up saying, I typed it wrong. And my editor, Ari Yarwood, was like, who's like Doofus Jerry? Like, what's that? <laughs> I was like, what is that? So it ended up being like, I was like, I'll do a one issue Doofus Jerry bit. But the more I thought about it, I was like, no, this is the three issue arc. This is it. Because there's so much. I could have done, I probably could have done five issues of Doofus Jerry. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just like, I could have, I could have really stretched out sort of the scope of all of it. Because it's really tight. Basically, to create a character and have him take over the multiverse in three issues is super hard. Yeah. I, I imagine that's, that's no small task. 18 pages times three, whatever that is. Yeah. 70. Four pages. No, no one check that math. Yeah, that math is yeah. right. I'm not that good math. at public math, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got, I got to tell you, Kyle, we we love the comics. We're especially in this this waiting period that we're in, where uh, I'm sure season three is on the horizon, but we're all waiting for the new episodes. The comics are really a, a great thing for us to be able to go and continue to uh, laugh with these characters and and see the additional adventures that are going on. So I really appreciate your work on the comics and uh is there you, you mentioned another project you're working on is there some something else people can check out uh if they want more from you yeah i'm gonna pitch i, I want to do i want to add in because i think like this is like i'm a long-term comic book boy and and sort of you know these like sort of adaptation books that people do like oh here's look now it's the it's the facts of life comic book <laughs> like it's never as good it's clearly like they just got the facts of life license and they want to see if they can sell some issues right um oni press like that's not like we are making many episodes that is 100 our intention is like we are not just trying i like are everyone they've had for all the and invader zim is the same way like oni is so good about getting people who don't want to just sort of like goof around with oh rick, rick is smart let's do him time travel like we want to do like the most rick and morty thing so if you like the show if you legitimately like the show you should go get the comic. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, and if you're a huge fan of the show, like you're doing yourself such a disservice to not get this thing, which is the show approved. Like Justin Rowland's like thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. It's good. Like we're making little Rick and Morty babies is what we're doing. We're little Rick and Morty babies <laughs> birthing every month, every single month. Uh, and they're all good. Uh, volume four is in stores right now. That's the one I did. It's all Kyle Starks. Go get um, it. In April, I have an image book coming out. That's called rock candy mountain, which you can pre-order now. Okay. Uh, and you should because pre-ordering is good for for comic creators, especially when you're dealing with Figure, sort of figuring out how much to get out there and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially like you know, like over these, like I whether if if Rick and Morty sells a hundred thousand issues, which it should, which it doesn't, which it should. Sure. I don't see any more money. But if if you if you like a comic creator, if you're a big uh, uh, Bob comic Joe comic maker boy, if you're like, oh, I love Joe comic maker boy. Uh, he's got a new book. You like, man, pre-order that because that's that's guaranteed money to him, and that's how we keep making more stuff that's great for you. But if you like Rick and Morty, uh, I think you're like anything else I do. They're a little bit more, I would say, less sci-fi tropey sort of plays and more sort of like fighty fight tropey plays. Hey, uh, all right. But it's hobo's fighting. Uh, <laughs> Post World War II, it's hobo fights, hobo stuff, lots of hobo stuff, and it's going to be super good. Rock Candy Mountain, Cow Stark. That's me. Awesome. And and where can where can people go to? Uh to follow the the stuff that you're doing. The best place to keep with me because I'm really bad at anything that's not just me talking sure. is Twitter and I'm at the Kyle Starks. And if you go there, I have stuff. I have a Patreon that's the same, patreon.com, maybe Kyle Starks. I don't know. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. You'll find all this stuff. Uh, 
If you're going to follow people on Twitter, also follow, I think CJ is at Crumby with a K. She's the artist. She's great. At Mark Ellerby with a C-M-A-R-C. Um, we're the dudes who are making, you know, the Rick and Morty that you don't have right now. We're making the yeah. additional Rick and Morty stuff. You're filling and that I, hole in our heart. <laughs> yeah. You'd be amazed. Like, you'd be astonished at how many people are like, yo, oh, there's a comic. It's like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but get it. Like, do you love, if you're, I've had people at conventions dressed like Rick and Morty, like, dressed like Rick and Morty, and like, what, there's a comic, and then not buy it. Look, that's, man. That's absurd. I'm telling you, like, look, uh, what's my, uh, I love Die Hard, right? I love the movie Die Hard. If they made a comic right now, it's like Die Hard. I'd be like, yes, let me, I'm going to check it. I'm going to at least check it out because yeah. I love Die Hard. It's, one of, our, it, it's one of our favorite Christmas movies. So. That's what I'm saying. It's my favorite. Look, and I'm a, I think it's a Christmas movie. Let's not get a whole thing because people <laughs> are um, like, yeah, like, I'll say, like, if you legit, and I think Rick and Morty is one of the things that people love. Look, I'm, um, everything that you love about Rick and Morty, I know that I'm addressing. Rick's got problems. Rick's got real problems. Jerry's got completely different issues sure. some are completely different issues the reasons why we like these characters is i you know like is not lost on us at oni press um and i that's really important to me it's not just like what kind of shenanigans is rick and morty gonna get into it's like what kind of shenanigans are rick and morty gonna get to that are gonna make us you know think about a bigger issue or feel a certain way absolutely and then there's a clever twist right like that's what makes rick and morty great it's not just look at these funny boys who burp a lot that's not like and we know like at the comic we get that we totally get that well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think and I think that's why it appeals to a lot of people is because, yeah, you can have, you know, fart jokes or whatever, but then it then it will address a, you know, a really weird scientific concept or, or some really something that really makes you think. Yeah, and you know, I, Rick kill himself and, you know, Jerry has like questionable relationship, you know, guidelines, He's like a little yeah. bad, like sort of and that guidelines, not right, but, you know, like, like. Whether or not Jerry, who Jerry really loves in regards to himself or his family, like he has all those things that he's sort of struggling with on top of the fact that he's super incompetent and weak, but doesn't want to be incompetent and weak. Like these are real, like the humanity of Rick and Morty. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm all like, that's what makes that show great. That's what makes that show super, super great. It's smart and it's funny, it's clever, but also it's something that people can relate to because despite these people doing remarkable things, they're still human beings. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, well, awesome. I, I appreciate you guys uh, and, and the passion that you're putting into the comic and it's it, you're churning out uh, great issues. And, and so thanks again for that. Thank you for coming on the podcast and talking about the comic. And Oh, hey, uh, you know, you know what? Uh, an aside, when, this is coming out soon, right? Yeah, we're going to probably release uh, tomorrow, uh, Monday at the latest. Yeah. So this is obscure, but next weekend, March 3rd and 4th, me and CJ Cannon will be at the Murfreesboro Anime and Comic Convention in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. All right. If you're in the vicinity and you love Rick and Morty, uh, get some draw draws, get some books, get them signed. Like, that'll be a good one. It'll be worth it. We're, I think, like, it's us as the only guests. All right. Okay. So I, Rick, have, we want to have a Rick and Morty party in Tennessee yeah, next weekend. Head out to Tennessee and, and get, get the Rick and Morty fans out there. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, thanks. We're going to do this again. All right, cool. Well, thank, thank you so much for this. Absolutely. It's been a blast. There you have it. There was, there was our first interview. There we it is. It. We did it, Brandon. Hey, you know, and, and the, this, is, this is something that I'm really proud of you about because this is like your first like solo, solo interview. Yeah, like typically ever. I completely lean on you to do all the technical portions of that. And so I was like, oh, setting up my recording software and making sure the <laughs> Skype recorder worked. 
Uh, so I was just happy it, it worked from a technical standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Travis. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and and that is that is the saddest applause I've ever heard. I'll I'll I'll, I'll double it up in in post. I appreciate it. I think thank you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well. Well. Yeah. Guys, this uh this was our first interview, but it will definitely not be the last. We have been reaching out to some of the writers for the show, other creators, uh, and we want to make this a regular thing, having guests on the show. So if you have certain people that I mean, obviously Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland are uh they're very busy individuals. That's not yeah. something we're we're gonna be able to get right away. Wink wink. Um, but if you, if you have somebody in mind that you think, Hey, it'd, it'd be really cool to hear what they have to say, uh, you know, sh- shoot us those names over on, on Twitter or over on the subreddit and we will do our best to get those folks on the podcast as well. Uh, yeah. And then that, we'll see, it. we'll see what shakes out. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes or your podcatcher of choice and leave a review. Five stars is preferable. But uh, every every review and rating really helps the show uh, with its discoverability and helping other people find the show. So please go out and do that and uh, hit us up on the subreddit. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. And until next week, uh, guess what, guys? Guess guess what? I sign uh, the Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com emails with Brandon. And, and, that's... and I sign them with Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.